You know the old saying, when the cat's away, the mice will responsibly run a ring of prostitution out of the cat's suburban home. Jamie? Mm -hmm. Let's go watch Risky Business. in mid podcast uh, whole minute in um to good times great movies um this is where doug mccambridge and i jamie lorello discuss um some pretty groovy 80s movies i guess you could say uh-huh. hey can mm-hmm. we say that mm-hmm. and some more groovy than others yeah say. yeah yeah we have some business to discuss this time is it the most risky of business i mean <laughs> Did you know that Belky was in this movie? I didn't know that Belky had made other <laughs> you movies. You mean after I watched it? Because, yeah. <laughs> yes, the moment he came on screen, I almost yeah. peed myself. <laughs> I saw his name in the credits, though. So yeah, I, was... I saw it coming. Well, wait, wait. Okay. First, first of all, we don't, yeah. we don't have housekeeping okay. or anything like that. But We're tidy. We, we have people that listen to our podcast, and mm-hmm. our numbers actually continue to grow. More people seem to listen to us with every episode, and I think that's great. And I That's fun. Yeah. yeah. I want to thank all of them. That's wonderful. But we do have certain people mm-hmm. that have been listening to us for a while and actually interact with us, which I really appreciate. Very, I want to say very few people interact, like take the time. We're not that great about... Twitter. Oh, I'm terrible at it. Facebook. I'm barely on. Like, I'm sorry. It's it's okay. Yeah. But people like Tim Lego. Oh. If you remember, he's he's way out in Australia. Oh, the down under guy. Was that kind of an accent (laughs) that you did there? (laughs) He's immediately unsubscribed. (laughs) He's like that was son of a bitch. And do you know who else has been interacting with us quite regularly? I'd like to know. Andrea Sawinski. Yeah, it's a great name. And and third, I would like to mention a guy named Zeke Perez. Oh, Zeke. Who, um, I don't know if he's a newer listener. Mm-hmm. Um, but newer interactor? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But these people interact constantly. It doesn't, I'll, pick, I'll post a picture of Jeff Goldblum's face. And at least they like it or or say something um, Tim really did appreciate. I forget how he put it. I should have brought it up. He oh, yeah. said something about he appreciates us stumbling our way through '80s racism in these past few uh, episodes. <laughs> you could call it a stumble. Yeah. Oh, you could. Yes, yes. Or or tap dancing around. Or he said something to that degree. <laughs> no, no, no. But I, again, I do appreciate that. I think that that's great because while I know that people are listening, it's nice to have that interaction and to put. Faces with names, or at least comments with names. No, that's awesome. That. I, 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 like, like you said, I'm, I'm not always on the media sites, but it's nice to know that we like, we like feedback. And one other thing, this just made me think of this. We have, like, you can go on to where our website is, um, not our website, our, our 
podcast is potted through <laughs> uploaded to whatever. okay I, I don't know how the internet works the holder of the podcast the holder of the <laughs> podcast that's actually probably the way to put it all right so you can see like a map of the world oh <laughs> map of the world <laughs> and you can see like where things are downloaded like what countries are downloaded oh so you know there's the usual countries that download us and then consistently mm-hmm. someone in ghana ghana africa really? is downloading our podcast i want to know who this person is they're big 80s fans I, maybe I fans of I, the movies i don't know fans. i don't know anyone in africa well, maybe I they're not a fan of us, per se. Maybe they're like, well, no, no, no. maybe I'm... they listened to Tron and they were like, I totally agree. I need to, these people are my way. I get <laughs> it's it. It's terrible. <laughs> but that's great even that they have this, like, internet access. Is that horrible to say? Like, I don't know um, what I think Ghana. Maybe. I, don't... I think you just lost us two <laughs> listeners in this entry. Entry? <laughs> Opening. My God. <laughs> This whole thing's getting cut because it's ridiculous. But yeah, when I saw that, I was like, who the hell in Ghana? And literally, like, every week or every two weeks, there's, like, one or two downloads in Ghana. Wow. I'm surprised by that. Well, hey, it's very random, but kind of awesome. What if we went and made a trip to meet that one fan? What if that's where we took... um, (laughs) That's where we're going to take Carla for her 40th. We're going to Ghana. (laughs) <laughs> we got to meet the guy that's there that likes that podcast. Did you ever see there's a documentary called Searching for Sugar Man? Did you ever see that? Ah, uh, no. What is it about? It's about this, like, 60s folk singer. Oh, in, yeah, yeah. In California, and he, you know, he released a few albums and then just faded into obscurity, and he works, like, construction now. Right. But he found out, like, 10 years ago... That in South Africa, he is huge. I have heard about this. Yeah, he's got a huge fan base. So he goes there every few years and plays these big yeah. sold-out concerts. That'll be us in Ghana. Yeah, we'll maybe go we, there. Yeah, maybe we get there. They have posters of our faces <laughs> up. <laughs> we'll sit on stage and do this show. We'll be like, I don't know. I guess we have to start doing African movies now. <laughs> no, they and, still want us to talk about Asian okay. movies. That's well, what they're into. They're, it fascinates I, them. Our I culture. Guess so. And our take on it, it relates to the people of Ghana, perhaps. Or a person of Ghana. Yeah. Whoever <laughs> listens to us in Ghana, if you could get a contingent of your friends to start listening and really push for a movement. Like, we just need <laughs> airfare to get out there. We would really appreciate that. That would be a lot of fun. All right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Now, that's some risky business there. That, that's that, some that real is. risky business. <laughs> We'll come to you. We'll do our show live. Sure. Yeah. Uh, at a high school gymnasium? Whatever. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Whatever it takes. All oh. right. So, all right. Very last thing. Uh, yeah. The horror movie submission process was a big success. Oh, and good. It is now over. We're, okay. we're not Submissions taking are more. Done. Mm-hmm. All, right. all right. We had over 40 submissions. Wow. Now, wow. some, are, some are duplicates. Some okay, people, I was going to ask, know, is there like a bar graph that we can look at with top not, titles or something? I don't, I don't, nope. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> not at all. 
Well, that's okay. Our audience doesn't need visuals, I guess. So. Oh, sorry. I have a pie chart, not a bar graph. Oh, okay. There you go. All right. But anyway, that is closed. At the end of this episode, we'll pick one. Oh. And then at the end of that episode, we'll pick another. Only two Fridays in October this year. So that's one of those. We only, you know, maybe we'll... I don't know. We did sleepaway camp. Come on. What, what more yeah, that was want? like who a, am I, yeah. Who am I insulting right now? Who am I yelling <laughs> I don't at? know. I don't know who, who you're I do feel that. bad, though, because, like... Were there that many submissions, though? And yes. you're going to have to disappoint some people. Some people are going to want us to see mm-hmm. something that we're just... It's not time. Yeah. It's not time. You have to respect that. Right. And I'm know? not going to hold on to these. So next oh, year... Oh, it's a whole new whole new lottery next year yeah All plan right. on next year already uh <laughs> yeah just assume that i don't know that you wanted to see monster squad or whatever suggest it again next year but if All the right. people of ghana vote we just go with their vote oh but. if our ghana <laughs> listener emails me or whatever i'll do whatever you want whatever i don't they, care right ghana gets priority so we're just teasing we love all of you um, <laughs> Especially Ghana, though. <laughs> I love this because it's one person. I think that's the best. It's clearly one individual, probably just playing a joke on us. I mean, like, I don't know. I'll keep messing with these guys. Hit download and then delete it. <laughs> oh. All right. But let's get into right. some risky business. Let's Let's do it. Let's skirt it. Risky Business, 1983. It was early 80s. Written and directed by somebody named Paul Brinkman, who didn't do a whole lot of work um, writing or directing uh, after this. He did a lot of producing. Hmm. um, Decent movies, but it surprised me that he didn't do more after this because this was a big hit, right? Was it a big hit or is it just... A movie that over time has grown in legend. I I think it's I think maybe it's more of a legendary okay. hit of sorts. I think because it's Tom, young, very young Tom Cruise. I think because of the the um, the content. It's one of those movies I've never seen it. Did you seen it? Oh, I am so glad you said that because yeah. we didn't talk about this. Right, and this is a movie that I feel like. I've probably told people I've seen, mm-hmm. but I've never seen before. I want to say it's one of those movies on in the background, but as I watched it, I was like, I don't remember no. any of this. And that's the thing. In a weird way, I kind of thought, I've probably seen this. Yeah, yeah. Not a single scene Mm-mm. looked familiar to me. Even the dancing, the, the you know, the infamous one is only because you see it, I'm, you know what I mean? And and I didn't realize, like, he also grinds the couch. And yeah, he, and... All right. Well, we'll we'll get in. Okay. So, yeah. uh, so this opens, and I was thrown many times through this movie. I was thrown because it was not what I expected. Yeah. yeah. Um. The the the. So yeah, your mind had music. to kind of rewrap around it. Yeah. yeah. Oh my yeah. god, the opening music, all the music in this movie, almost all of it, because we're doing this for um, Bruce Springsteen's birthday, because he has a song in here, but. Most of the music was done by Tangerine Dreams. So yeah. it's that weird synthy, like it felt like during the opening credit sequence, it felt like a Michael Mann film, like mm. Thief or Manhunter. And it was super stylish. And I was like, is this a heist movie? <laughs> like, I was not. Well, that's sure again, what to it, I agree that it sets then another tone that yeah. you're not expecting necessarily. 
Right. And then again, with the content matter, I was like not expecting, I don't know. And then the narrative, like he does a random like over narr, like, right? He, he narrates, he kind of narrates at the beginning. Yeah. And, and then, then at again the at the end. end. Yes. So that's what we're introduced to. We we have all this footage of trains. And I guess we're in Chicago, right? That is yes. brought up at one yes. point. Okay. So Tom Cruise starts narrating. He walks into an empty house. I, I'm not sure if it's his house or we're not as the audience. Right. He's looking for people. He goes upstairs. Right. He's explaining that. that it's a dream that he has, though. Right. right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. We're not meant to think that this is real. Right. Unlike other times in this movie, where I was like, is this real? Is this a dream? <laughs> what, what, what's happening? Because as bizarre as this dream seems, there are things that actually happen in this movie that are way Better stranger even, than yeah. this dream. I'll, I'll attest to that. Yeah. <laughs> he gets upstairs. I like the fact that he's wearing a letterman's jacket without a letter on it. I thought that, that was pretty good. <laughs> But he goes into the bathroom. There's a naked lady in the shower. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, what is he? He says something to her. Like, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm taking a shower. Right, right. And I think he, she then says, like, she invites him in to the shower. Right, right. Yes. And <laughs> after she invites him in the shower, he starts walking to the bathroom and he's like, oh, yeah, and it's really all just steamy. Yeah. And it's just, it's like the shower's a mile away. He's just yeah. walking through a and large And she's gone, bathroom. right? It's just a steamy, steam-filled shower as he's walking towards yep. this. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then he's, he's suddenly in the back of class. Mm-hmm. It would have been funnier if he was naked. Come on. Yeah, I agree. The dream I agree. where, yeah. And he has two minutes to take the SATs? Is that what's happening? I, well, yeah, he's taken the SATs, but he's going to retake them. They must be the SATs, these things. Some sort of big test that he uh, yeah only has two so, minutes now to complete. Right. He got to class late because he went to, in it's, his dream, this lady's house or whatever. <laughs> it's a long dream sequence yes. to open this movie. Yes. But it, it turns out that he's telling this dream to his friends. No, no. Wait, is he? No. Yeah, isn't he telling it to them when he's when they're having cigars and stuff when they're playing cards? But that's what I thought he was telling him about the dream. But then he's telling him about some girl who was in his kitchen. But is that because he's just supposedly like a bragger? Like he, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know because I thought he was telling him about his dream, which is the most uninteresting thing anyone can tell another person. Nobody cares about anybody else's dreams. It's the, <laughs> it's the most boring story you will ever hear. When someone says, I, I want to tell you about my dream that I had last night. You don't ever want to hear what tell me to tell I about could that? not be you tune them right less out. interested in what they're about to say. I'm like, like oh, oh, another dream some story. fantasy that you made up in your brain while you were sleeping. I can't wait to hear it. Because it didn't happen, so why do I care? <laughs> just a tip, people. Nobody wants to hear about your dreams. Or maybe it's just me. No, I think it's, well, well, you definitely didn't want to hear about his dream, huh? You were no. you didn't care. His friends no. didn't really care then either. And then we're snapped back into reality. Balky doesn't want to hear about it. Balky. Oh, my God. Booger doesn't want to hear about Balky. it. He's right there. He's a pretty, he's like his best friend, right? And I don't know his name. I think I write Balky throughout it. Um, I don't know. It's Balky. I don't, I don't okay. know. Well, they're, it's now they're in, they're Barry. in high school. It's Barry. It's practically Balky. Oh, it's Barry. Okay. Okay. 
he's kind of a level-headed sort of a friend, wouldn't you say, Barry? He's not well, like a he, crazy best friend by any right. means. He's not like going to no. get him into any more trouble than he already wants to be in. Well, his crazy best friend is named Miles. Oh yeah, that's his crazy Curtis, best friend. Curtis Curtis yes. Armstrong. Yes. Of uh, Revenge of the Nerds fame. Yeah. Better Who off I dead saw fame. once at the Long Beach Aquarium. What you did? I, I did. Well, you have a lot of <laughs> a lot of celebrity stories recently. <laughs> Wait, yeah. you saw him at the aquarium? Yeah, with his kid. Um, but anyway, <laughs> they're playing cards together, and he is Miles yes. is his name, right? Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. the one that sort of inspires. So Balky is his partner for the what? What club is he in? <laughs> Remember, they're in a club together. Yeah, they're in a club. It's like future entrepreneurs yeah. or something like that. So they're all nerds, right? Uh, I mean, they're all nerds. Um, yeah, they seem to be. They seem to yes. be. I mean. Miles talks a big talk. But... Later on, when they're sitting around a table in uh, the lunchroom or a diner, they're clearly nerds, right? Like, here at least they're kind of yeah. cool, and they're yeah. smoking cigars, well, this is, and they're, yeah, drinking, they, they kind they're of drinking beer and tab. I was going to say, they're kind of like a bunch of, like, I don't know. I don't think that's what you do in high school, but I guess they did. Uh, yeah, every there's... There's a, there's a lot of beer being consumed in this movie, very casually with by ease, high schoolers. With ease, yeah, yeah. But hey, I'm not going to question it. Uh, no, it's 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 <laughs> oh, great. No, what's the speech that uh that Miles gives him? Miles gives well, him the my, what the fuck speech, yes. right? Yeah. So so they, they all play cards for a bit. Right. His nerdy friends are giving him a hard time because he didn't make put the moves on some girl who was in his kitchen or, or whatever. Oh right, or in his dream. And We're not sure. I, I don't know. Did you like Bronson Pinchot is a halfway decent looking kid. Miles, he looks like Miles. I mean, he yeah, looks he's like kind of crazy looking. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> And then there's Tom Cruise. Like, I had a lot of questions about <laughs> he and women in this movie. I don't think Tom Cruise, as a high school kid, would have a hard time getting a girl or a date or anything. But they don't really hang out with any me? girls. They don't really hang out with any. It's like, it's not like, right? Does Miles have any girls that he hangs out with? No, no, what I'm saying is I think about the nerds that were in high school with and me. And this does not reflect them. No, it yeah. does not at all. Right. They were nerds because I assumed that they couldn't get girls. Now, I'm not saying that I got girls, but I wasn't smart enough to be a nerd. So when you, <laughs> when you put those two together, right. smarts and unattractiveness, that's what makes a nerd, right? Well, but this was a different, they're entrepreneurial nerds. Entrepreneurial? Yes. Oh, you're right, because his SAT scores aren't very good. I think I kind of yeah. got the same SAT scores. <laughs> See, so you're... Although I could have gone to Princeton. Oh, yeah, had the interview gone well. Had you had a house full of whores when the interview went down. Exactly. Oh, and what... All right, okay, wait a second. Wait. We are, we're jumping... We are. That was a big leap. That was a big leap. Already got him accepted to Princeton. Um, So yes, his his friend uh, Curtis, I mean Miles, says gives like the what the fuck speech, which it's. I guess it's a famous speech. It 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 had all the makings of a famous speech. Oh yeah. Nothing was really said. Well, he just he was basically yeah. It was basically like oh, your parents are going out of town. 
you should just do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. You should have a... I thought this was going down the route of a raging kegger at his house that right. gets out of control. No. This was get get laid, I guess? Yeah, his idea yeah. is, your parents are out of town, let's call some hookers. Yeah. <laughs> let's call some hookers. From the back of the paper. Let's right. do it. Uh-huh. They are always on time. And apparently he's done it before. I don't know. Um, we do get I'm to meet. Sure. His, so his parents are, like you said, they're going out of town. They're, uh-huh. Of course, like every parent does when their kid is a senior, I guess every other parent of the 80s for 80s movies. Uh, they Did your did your parents ever go to town? No, no. Okay. And not without uh, us. Did yours? Uh, yeah. When I, when I became like 16 or something, uh-huh. I was too cool to go on summer vacation with my family. Oh, look at you. So, I mean, at that time, I had a job and everything like that. So my parents just kind of, they went. They went. They took my sister. And for an entire week, I had the house to myself. And so what so was that like as your teenage I self? called many a hooker. Yeah. <laughs> they had to drive all the way out. They're driving in the woods. It's, it's not even like a, a neighborhood like this. It was one after, and then before you know it. You had the best little horror house in, right. in Quaker it's, Town. It's a large black man outside my house in a wig. It was, those <laughs> love- were some great times. So so we don't need to really talk about his parents a whole lot. They're, they're no. at the beginning and then they come back at the end. Um, but mm-hmm. it, like the next day he wakes up and he's talking to his parents and everything is shot from his point of yes, view. Yes, yes. I love that. That was kind of fun. Yeah. I thought it was really fun because, oh, it's... You know, there's distance between he and his parents. I thought that kind of spelled that out a little yeah. bit too much. And the only time we see him then is almost from his parents' perspective when they're walking away at the end. I don't mean to read too deeply into no, this movie. No, but yeah, no, I agree. But I feel like there was a purpose to that rather than just like an artsy POV shot for no reason. Right. Both of his parents look familiar. I had to look them up. Yeah, his dad was in like throughout the run of 90210, but I didn't recognize the name of the character. Uh. But he was and, there. He was and his system. mom, I did recognize her from this. His mom played Jim Dial's wife in Murphy Brown. Oh. <laughs> I don't know why I knew that, That's but I did. That's amazing. That's awesome. I watched a lot of Murphy That's Brown. That's awesome. When my parents were at the beach, I was like, time to get down. That's what you were Murphy doing. Brown. You were Murphy Brown. So his parents are gone, and he... Why does he eat a frozen dinner? Oh that's yeah, this literally is funny. Frozen. He sits down, and then later he serves it to the prostitutes. Or yeah, so he eats a frozen. He heats up a very like old school frozen dinner, and he pours himself an obnoxious glass of whiskey, and then pours a like uh-huh. dab of coke on it, which yep. is pretty adorable. And uh, he, uh, yeah, he eats. The meal is not unfrozen yet. It's still like one big block of like meatloaf or something. I don't know. Yeah. It's, and he just bites it. He just eats it like a carrot. He's like, oh, well, this is just how you, this is what you got to do. And right. then I guess we're made to believe he's like drunk on his drink and high on his frozen dinner. And he does a little dance. The most famous scene from this movie. The old time like, rock and roll. I mean, I, yeah, I knew this mm-hmm. scene. You knew this scene. We'd never seen the movie before. And this scene is the most I guess taken out of context, it could be seen as very humorous and really silly. Mm-hmm. But this movie hasn't been that way yet. Yet. So it yeah. didn't feel 
silly. Like, I was still waiting for something really scary to happen. <laughs> With the movie. other score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, it felt like, a, I don't know, it definitely didn't feel like, oh, now this movie's about to open up and get crazy. Like, it... it um, no, it was like, oh, he's just dancing around, but... And I... Like, it didn't feel like Home Alone when he's Home Alone and jumping I was going to say, did it, house did it feel yelling. Home alone when he was... No. You can't do no, Home Alone with, like, a 20-year-old kid. No. I have to say, I am not... I think I said this for the last Tom Cruise movie that we did. I am not a Tom Cruise fan, necessarily. Okay. All right. And I don't even find him really that attractive. I just don't. Even in the very generic sense of being attractive? I mean... I mean, I'm not saying... Uh, you not can say no, that's fine, but he's just like universally just a, a, attractive. It, like he's just like a cute kid. Like it's like, oh, I could see why people find him attractive. I could I see guess. why people find okay. him attractive, especially in some of the again, some of his mannerism characters. Like and even in this movie, he's kind of a jerk, but he's not all the way a jerk. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's never a jerk. He's like too innocent to yeah. be a jerk. Yeah. Even when he starts to become confident and cocky, it's right. still like, oh, he wasn't like this ten minutes ago, <laughs> so it's not real. Right. <laughs> Which part's the dream and which part isn't? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is. It he so he dances because he, he's got the house to himself. Oh, and there's a big to do. His dad makes a big stink about his stereo system before. Oh he yes, too. it's a very Did nice I? system. Did I turn the bass up this time? Was this the way it was left? His parents, his parents seem like real creeps. Yeah, I agree. And you never see his mom turn around. His mom continues to be a horrible person. Yeah, even at the very end. She's like pissed about her, that crazy egg thing. That, what is that even? I don't know. They keep calling it an egg. It looked yeah. like a Peabody Award or something yeah, like that's that. That's what I thought it was some kind of award ridiculous. or something. It's and then they so were like... Stupid. She even has a little light that shines yeah. on it. <laughs> what? Well, she noticed the whole scratch. He had just moved all this... Okay, we're jumping far ahead. Right. Well, okay, jumping so... Far. so it... His parents are gone, but it's it's not over summer vacation. Like no, my, school, my wonderful yeah. experiences. He has to get up right. and go to school every day. Yeah. And he's um, working on a project with the entrepreneur club, right? Yes. And Balky. He they're partners in it. I don't quite understand. It's this entrepreneur club, they're mm-hmm. inventing things. They're also like inventors. <laughs> right? Because Balky he created this note taker thing, right? Yeah, but it, I didn't quite understand what he was trying to explain. I didn't understand this stupid invention. It sounded terrible. He's just talking about taking messages and when you have to write. But I couldn't concentrate because another one of his nerdy friends shows up to just like. Have sex with a girl. To, yeah. Yeah. To bang his girlfriend in a room in his house. It sounds like they're under the table that they're sitting at. It's <laughs> so loud. Yeah. Well, he even yells up to them, moan if you know. if Because right. they can't. They're so loud that they can't finish their project because they just hear the moaning. So they are good little entrepreneurs. They're going to go to the library to finish up their invention right. project. And that's when they yell up, hey, moan twice if you know that we're leaving. And it happens. So, But it is funny because it's so loud. And it's not like they're screaming. They're just, no, just moaning. Moans. So it should just not moans. be that mm-hmm. loud. Mm-mm. 
so the dad, besides the nice stereo, the dad also oh. has a Porsche mm-hmm. that he instructs him not to touch, obviously, or not to touch the Porsche. And of course he does. Yeah, they take his dad's Porsche or mm-hmm. Porsche. I don't know how should we how should we pronounce it on this podcast. I'm gonna call it a Porsche. On our car cast. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna talk about different cars every episode. <laughs> I wouldn't know. So, yeah, so they have a Porsche, and it's his dad's, and they just kind of tool around. Like, they do reverse donuts in a parking lot for fun. Well, that's when we see, I guess, how innocent they really are. Oh, they really are. And Mm -hmm. and I think that that's one of the things I really enjoyed about this is it's not just this – crazy kid whose parents are finally out of town and right and you know don't tell mom the babysitter's dead and we're no, gonna just no, wreck yeah. shit and all over the place it's kind of like all right this is a kid that doesn't do anything wrong his parents right. left and he takes care of the house and like sits at the dining room table <laughs> to eat his dinner <laughs> yeah and the worst thing he's thinking of doing is the porsche ride but that's when he then mm-hmm. was that when he then runs into Miles? Um, no, no. It's the next day. Okay. He's doing chores. He does chores around his house, too. He's constantly raking in the backyard. Again, we're letting him know. He's a responsible individual. And then they're inside, and, and he's trying to convince him to call a prostitute, which... Yes. It's so great. It's so great that they're looking in the paper. Yeah, <laughs> like, in the back of the paper for the... Yeah. Like the city paper for... for I totally forgot that that was a thing, right? Like before, I don't know, before the internet, this is how this Yeah, that's how, like, if you wanted to, I guess. But, like, again, like in your high school years, when you look like Tom Cruise and Belky, do you need to call the whores? But I guess when you're left home alone and you have it right there at your fingertips, you know, I mean, that is such a, it's a weird concept to me anyway, that there's these numbers in the back and that this is, it is a weird thing, you know, but I can kind of not totally understand it because I could never see myself doing this or having done this. Murphy Brown are right. I was busy watching Murphy Brown. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I can't wait for Jim Dial's elderly (laughs) wife to come on screen. (laughs) Um, But if you're there and you're home alone, you have this whole house to yourself and you have this paper and you have your weird perverted friend pushing this on you. Yeah. Well, and he does it. He does really push it on. Like he even makes the call. And he's like, no, no, don't call. And he leaves the message and hangs up right away. Bogerman like is just like, yeah. And then he eats the number. He rips it out of the paper and then yeah, he eats, oh, he the eats it. Yeah, he eats the paper. He's yeah. like, give me the number, give me the number. And he's like, what number? And then yeah. he eats it. And he seems like such an asshole. What a yeah. terrible friend. Oh well, like, yeah, that's that's a bad buddy. That is a bad buddy. He really is. And they talk about how he's going to Harvard and everything and. I'm glad that he wasn't there at the end to help him put his house back together because it yeah. made me realize he is a bad friend and He's Balky really is your buddy. true friend. Yeah, it's Balky's his bud and really Miles is just his bad influence. He's the one that started the whole mess. Cause, so He's he... like the nerdy bad influence too, which is a weird thing. But he's a bit of a bully. Obviously, he's a bit of a bully. He is. Which... Right? I don't know. Like, that guy shouldn't be a bully. <laughs> You're like, you don't have the right to be a bully. You don't have my the opinion. right, booger. Look at you. Look at you. 
Oh, we can go to this because this is a great part of the movie. Yeah, when Jackie arrives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jackie was the prostitute the booger yeah. called. Sorry. She's like a transvestite, I well, guess. Yeah, but that's a it's a wonderful reveal. Now this is who Booger called. Right. When he right, called yeah. the random number, this is who shows up. Jackie. And he he she comes a little later in the evening. Right, because he's studying in almost total darkness. And he hears a knock at the door, yes. and he's really freaking and out. And he freaks yes. out before he even looks outside. Yeah, because he does. He knows it's a. He knows it's somebody coming for sex, and he's not sure that he even wants to answer. And then when he does it's answer, so great because you see, <laughs> in this credit sequence, and this movie being thirty three years old, you know that Rebecca DeVornay is in this right. movie. I was totally yes. ready. For Rebecca not de Mornay reveal when he opens his door, but it's not. It's yeah, a large yeah. black Mm-mm. transvestite, and it was so great. And it's perfect. It's so perfect. And when he backs away and he goes, oh, uh, Joel's, uh, I'll, I'll go see if Joel's here. And he closes and he walks around yeah, the yeah, house yeah. Oh, yeah, Joel's and he's just name. panicking and he's calling Booger and telling him to come over. Yeah. Yeah, he was. And Booger's, again, you said not a good friend. The Booger's just like, he's like, please, you've got to get here. You've got to come. Booger says, And he even no. asks him. He even no. like calms down and goes, No, I'm not coming. Are you coming over? And he goes, Nope. I'm like, yeah. That is terrible. Uh huh. <laughs> In kind of a jerky way, yep. very assertively, yeah. like, Nope. Deal with it. So he basically he makes him coffee i thought that was nice he invites him into his house makes him some coffee yeah he does well he does feel bad because he's mm-hmm. like it's not gonna it's i don't want it to happen and and you can tell jackie kind of gets it because but jackie came a long distance uh this was not an easy ride although i half expected this <laughs> this is not you gotta pay jackie yeah mm-hmm. for, for his time and i think the total comes to 300 which he has on hand. No, he has to go to oh, the bank. Oh, no, 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 no. It is only $75. Oh, this one's at $75. Okay. Yeah, the next one's That's 300 right. That's right. Well, yes. there was a lot more done in the last one. Next right. one. So he does. He pays him 75 bucks, mm-hmm. And Jackie's a nice dude. Yeah. And he's like, listen, here's the number. Here's right. what you want. Here's what all white boys in whatever he says want. Want, right. Right? The suburbs or whatever. And he gives him another number, mm-hmm. and Tom Cruise like politely is like, "Okay, bye." Mm-hmm. Very <laughs> and polite. We're less than twenty minutes into this movie, and we get our next dream fantasy sequence when we get a strange um, Tom Cruise masturbation fantasy. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and I have many questions about this because he's. Making out with a girl, and the police show up. Yes, yes. Talking to him on the bullhorn, telling him to let the babysitter. Babysitter? Go. No, it's not just the police. It's the babysitter's dad. The babysitter's too, right? dad, who he doesn't know, is in his fantasy. Yeah, yeah. And who is this baby? Is this like a babysitter he had when he was a kid? I is, don't is know. Or is it just a, like babysitter fantasy? I don't. I don't know. But the SWAT team does show up. They're yelling at him. His mom is there, right? Doesn't his mom come? Oh, yeah. And she's like, why yeah. are you having sex with the babysitter? Why is it a babysitter? Like, is, is he fantasizing about a babysitter he had when he was younger? Because I, this I, is an elaborate fantasy to just be like, 
I'll fantasize about a random babysitter that would okay, be at my but house. Maybe if you wanted to analyze the whole thing, like like go into it. A oh, little I think more, we should. I think he, that's important. Like it's it's sort of a like what's his other like little dream about? It's about walking in on a woman in a shower. This one's with a babysitter. I don't oh, know. Oh, an so, advantage of, oh. Like, so it is just these weird fantasies that he's having. Is what you're saying? Yeah. Oh, I would have liked to have seen more of these. I, <laughs> I thought it was very specific to maybe one time he walked in the bathroom and there was some lady taking a shower. Maybe he wanted to have sex with his babysitter when he was 10 or something like that. Like, I, that was what I was thinking. That was your interpretation. Yeah. Well. It's really weird, though. It, it is, is very weird. It is. This is when another time where I thought this movie got really creepy. When he sits down to make this call to yeah. this new prostitute, and he's on the phone with her, and he has the catcher's mask, and he puts oh, it yes. on his face, and, like, the light is red, and yes. he looks like a serial killer. Yeah. Like, it looks like something in American Psycho. Yeah. No, I totally agree. So, he, yeah, he calls her. He's in his underwear, isn't he? He's, like, in his underwear, <laughs> tidy whities and, and a catcher's helmet. Yes. Thing. And he makes a call to her. Of course, it's the sultry, like, where, where, where am I going? Sure, I'll be there, whatever voice. Very sultry, just like that. <laughs> where am I going? I'm not going to be there. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but so, yeah, so then he, uh, Lana is her name. Mm-hmm. So then he's waiting for her, and the night gets very windy. Just gets very windy in his house, right? All of a sudden, and I was like, "What is this, babes in Toyland? Why is it so uh, windy all of a sudden?" It's so, oh, well, it's it's windy for one reason and one reason alone, which is the one of the craziest parts of this movie. But <laughs> did you notice that he felt he falls asleep on the couch reading Architectural Digest? No, I didn't note what he was reading. <laughs> Well, he is an entrepreneur. He might not he need to know how to build is. the things that he wants to. Yeah. 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 Building a message taking machine is like <laughs> building a home. So when your All dad right, so... calls, you'll write the message down here. And if your mom has a message, you're going to write it down here. For entrepreneurs, well, like, right? That's a terrible idea. The wind comes barreling in, and so does Rebecca de Mornay is a knock-knock at the door, right? Does she knock at the door, or does the door just bluster open? She, no, she... <laughs> <laughs> that's later. She <laughs> knocks at the door, but he's asleep and doesn't answer. Right. So she just lets herself in, and she kind of walks into the living room. He kind of wakes up. Mm-hmm. They see each other. Do they even talk? No, I don't think they're speaking in the beginning. Because it is then, it dissolves into a mix between an oddly graphic sex scene for this movie and a music video. It's like a white snake music video. When they're having sex and the doors blow open <laughs> and leaves come flying in, I swore it was another dream sequence. I was like, there is no way this is real. I thought it was too. I thought yes. the whole part was a dream. and then But then she still... Yeah, but but they're all over the house too. Oh they're yeah, like on, the on the stairs. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Office yeah. chair. They're going a little crazy. You uh-huh. see pictures of him as a little boy, and you're kind of freaked <laughs> yeah, I out. Love you're that. Like, I love what? that. Yeah, it just pans over to a picture of him as a boy, and it's like you get it. Right. He's a man now. Mm-hmm. Which is it? His virginity. That's what I was going to ask yeah. you. Is it ever stated? Um, I don't think it's ever stated. 
Um, We're meant to because, believe that, but right? I think that's because he's a dude. Like I think as a girl, if this was a female, it would have been like darlings. if this was <laughs> right. That's what it was all about. But yeah. in this case, but I think that's why that's why they're calling a whore. That's why they're. That's why Booger's so insistent, because probably, like you said, in the group, if this is our best-looking nerd and he hadn't been laid, well, we're not representing nerds very uh, well. we got to get him laid. Yeah, I I guess. I didn't didn't see it as that's why. I didn't see it as your parents are out of town, you're going to lose your virginity. I saw it more as what, oh, you're saying no, you didn't see it that way either. Well, I was just saying, now I saw it that way. Okay, no, I I was seeing it more as his... Like, the way he sells his house of prostitution to kids later, which is, oh, you took this girl out a few oh times? And, and what? And and she's not putting out? Blah, blah, blah. I saw it more as that. Ugh. Like, this is an easy way to get laid. So, I didn't know if he lost but his But did virginity. you see he was getting some nerds late? He was helping out a big population of people that needed. Well, we can get into that later because that's what this whole movie is yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not a dream because they wake up together the next day. Mm-mm. And this is when, you know, he's happy with last night. And, well, that would be $300. This wasn't just a phone <laughs> call for, you know, this is business, not just pleasure, which he doesn't have on hand. No. That's a lot of money for him. He can't write her a check, right? Or I don't think he would anyway. So he has to go. She would. She would not accept a check from him, right? Like, which makes total sense. Like that is super reasonable of her. Well, what is she going to do? She's going to give her check to the pit. Well, but now, now he makes a kind of goofy decision. So he has to go to the. He decides to go and cash in one of his bonds, which I guess you would cash in a bond for. Like, I had a bond and I cashed it in for my plane ticket to California the first yeah. time I ever went to California, not for a whore. But I guess yeah, but you weren't you weren't approached. You I guess there was situation. no yeah. I guess there was no. Like, if you, if my... you have no other option, and again, this is just he's like a seventeen, eighteen year old. Yeah, kid. Like, he doesn't. This is all he can think to do. He knows he has this bond, right? So he, he knows goes. That that's the only. Yeah. He just gave seventy five dollars to a guy in a wig earlier. He doesn't have any. He's got to get the cash, so he just goes. But now here's the, okay, so it's not even cashing the bond in that gets my goat. It's, mm-hmm. you just left this prostitute oh. in your house alone while you went to the bank. Again, I can kind of excuse that. This is all new to him. He doesn't know I what's guess. happening. I guess it's that innocence of like, well, I wouldn't think that a stranger in my home. Right, right. Who's a little, you know? Yeah. But yeah. so, but there is. So when he gets back, she's gone. And so is that weird egg statue thing. Yeah, she's gone. And in a weird way, he seems very relieved. Like, oh, she's gone. Yeah. Okay, that's great. I guess he's got this cash now <laughs> that he just got from this savings No, bond. but he's upset because the egg is gone, He too. notices that his mother's... Yeah. Prized egg. Yeah, whatever which it is. Wasn't ever alluded to in this movie before this. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, she didn't. Missing. The dad said, watch the stereo, watch the car. She didn't say, and don't no. fuck with my egg. Because you know? when he says the egg's gone, I'm like, oh, is it one of those weird, like, ornate Fabergé eggs? Or yeah, something? yeah, yeah. I, no. I didn't know what I was expecting to see. Right. And later when he gets it back, I was like, I don't think I've ever seen that before. <laughs> <That doesn't... Right. laughs> he has to get this egg. 
because this movie has to keep going. He can't right. tell his parents, oh, I knocked it over and it broke, so I threw it away, which... No. Well, and he's not of that way. Like, he doesn't think about... Throughout the I whole guess. movie, it's fo- it's guess. like a different forward thought that he has. I like guess. like you said, even with the $300, he doesn't think, oh, but that's my savings. I should I might use that. I'll have to shake her or get her out of here some other way. He's like, I'll just go to the bank. That's where the money is, and I'll get it for you, and it'll be done. Like He's like, I need to find this egg. So he asks Booger for help because he got him into this situation. Right. Did, when they talk about it, did you notice? That it, not that it's that. They're in front of a sign that says all sausages, 98 cents. Did you notice just, that when he's talking to Booger? It's a record store. No? No, it's like in front of a butcher shop, oh, I guess, because yeah. it says all sausages, 98 cents. While sure, they're like, like talking that. about like finding the prostitute to get the egg back or whatever. They call Jackie to say, hey, you recommended this Lana. Where does Lana hang out? We need to get in touch with her. So it's at this it's fancy just, hotel. Yeah, it's, lot, I right? guess it's a fancy hotel. Right? I mean, it didn't It didn't seem like it was in that nice uh, part of town, but the hotel did seem nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, it was like $4 for, what, a for hot a chocolate, hot chocolate or whatever. Yeah. Okay. As they're waiting for her. They're, yeah. So they recognize her. Mm-hmm. And she sees them. She sees them, and that's the extent of this conversation, because then they kind of get up and leave, and she walks away. And he's and Tom Cruise says something like, "Oh well, now at least she knows that we know." Yeah, yeah, Booger's yeah. He's yeah. like, "Oh, I'm sure she's terrified." Yes, yes. She's terrified so, of us. Yeah. Yeah. So they go out to their car. Now he's she, again. He's brought the Porsche mm-hmm. out for this run. He's not taking the station wagon like Mom advised. No. He's got the Porsche. We need, we need a good car chase scene, and we get one <laughs> because she runs out. Yep. And begs to get in the car mm-hmm. with them. Mm-hmm. Because Joe Pantoliano is <laughs> in this movie, first of all. As Guido. As Guido. The manager. Course. The manager slash pimp. The, yeah, he's her manager. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what she says. He pulls a gun. Oh, yeah. And they speed off. Well, it takes him a minute, actually. She first gets in the car and she's like, mm-hmm. go, go, go. And he's like, tell me you're going to give me the egg. He's obsessed. <laughs> tell me you're going to give me the egg. And even Booger in the back is like, just drive the car. Yeah, like, there's a maniac outside. Of, yeah, it's a weird argument until the gun comes yes. out. And then I think Tom Cruise comes to his senses right. and drives away. Right. But they must not drive very fast because Joe Pantoliano, Guido, has to go get his own car from, like, an underground car garage. And he still catches up to them. Out. Yep. He easily catches yes. up to them, too. Yes. It's a, it's a car chase scene. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not great. It's not done that well. Um, it's what you would expect. They get away because they have a better car. Like, right, that's right, it. right. <laughs> and 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 they outrun this pimp who pulled a gun. And mm-hmm. at the end of this, they're just laughing it up. They're yeah, like oh, that was so great. That was so fun. Was- Look what we just did. Well, Booger's still a little. He's a little freaked out by it. He's just like, oh. That was crazy, but now this allows our hero, well, now he's our hero. He has another night, right? Yeah, With, yeah. Because he sort of rescued her from her manager, and I'm assuming this night was a freebie. I assume this I, night I, was a freebie. But I assume yeah. so. I mean, he rescued her from somebody who looked like he was going to kill her, right. and he's letting her stay at his place. Yeah. So she makes some breakfast. The morning is great because <laughs> they have this 
crazy banter like a married couple when his parents call. Oh, yeah. And then he hangs up and she's like, oh, was it the folks? How are they? How they could and be? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How's your aunt? And he's like, oh, her hip's much better. Yeah, yeah. She sends her love. <laughs> this is actually kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the breakfast is so elaborate. Anytime they're eating this movie, other than his frozen, frozen dinner. Right. And when he feeds them the frozen dinners. Yeah. They, I like the other slut. It's like, I am not into right. the frozen dinner. Anything... Everything's like cantaloupe cut with those like spikes oh, on yeah. top. It's yeah. like wedged out, and she might be a prostitute, but she could make a damn good breakfast. Oh, it sure. looks like she knows her way she around. She does the bacon kitchen. and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. he's got to leave her again because he has to go to school this time, and he asks her not to steal anything this time right. when he yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> um, and and basically, they they kind of talk, and she's. Holding on to this egg for ransom, kind of, until well, she, she can find a place to stay. Well, she's not physically holding on to it. She doesn't even have it on her person. Right, it's, but it's with her stuff. Right. And she's like, listen, I'll get it to you when right. I can get my stuff and I have a place to stay and all that. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's a fun sequence when he goes to school because it, it just cuts between him and school. And I love it, the science class where he's all frustrated and the clock goes backwards. He's like, God damn it. He just yells. <laughs> But it cuts between scenes of him at school and then scenes of her looking around the house for stuff to steal. <laughs> yeah. He comes home mm-hmm. um, to find that his friends are there because they want to see this prostitute. Oh, that's because, right. Because I imagine he just is running around school telling everyone. The, yeah, there's a whore in a my house. prostitute's in yeah. his home. Yeah. yeah. So he, he shows up to find that Lana has brought a friend. Yeah. Uh, Vicky mm-hmm. is her name. 50 bucks goes to the house. Fifty bucks goes to the house. She tries to pay him <laughs> because apparently she screwed his friend. Well, that's what happened. Really dumb. Does she think that this is a house of prostitution that she's in? She well, she. It, I guess you're meant to just assume that she figures her friend invited her over to a house, and then because that's what happened. So his friends came over to see this right Rebecca De Mornay, but really. The friend, and it's the goofy friend, right? That that already got laid upstairs. Yeah. He instead paid for sex with Vicky, and um. So you assume yeah. he paid what two hundred bucks? She wasn't well, there fifty bucks night. goes to the house. I don't right, know, maybe a exactly. hundred. I don't, I don't know what she I did. Don't I don't know the details. I don't know the price range. I don't know. I'm glad we didn't see that weird little kid have sex. Yeah, that me too. I'm glad we didn't insane. have to know the details of that. But this is when we also first, obviously, that uh, Tom Cruise's character is kind of falling for uh, Lana. Is that her name? With the yeah, Lana. Um, yes. But he gets at first upset, thinking that maybe his friend slept with Lana. You didn't sleep with her, right? right you didn't sleep right. with her. No, I don't mm-hmm. worry. You're, I'm building your business. Mm-hmm. I slept with your first. Right, yeah. but and, and he basically says, "Listen, you guys can stay here for one night, right. but then you gotta go." Yeah, yeah. And he does a, he, he kicks them out the next day, and to their credit, they leave. Like that's yeah. it. Yeah, they kind of laugh it off when they leave too. Like, oh, right. all right. Like it's like they don't take him seriously. But yeah, they go. It's, yeah, it's like they're just going to turn around at the end of the street and come back and be like, you, you don't really want us right? to leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're just going to tell us. But they, they don't get that far. They don't because, because Guido shows up. Guido is there. 
Uh-huh. And the girls run. I love how they run past Tom Cruise in the driveway, just around the back yeah, of the house. Yeah, just to the back of the house or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then Tom Cruise is like, whoa. Right. Tom Cruise and Guido start talking, mm-hmm. and Guido's kind of threatening him, like, you shouldn't do this, blah, 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 blah. Right. those are my girls, whatever. And the girls are upstairs hurling insults at Guido yeah, from, from the, window. the window. That's right. That's right. He's clean, polite, and quick, and he's got good friends. That's what Vicky says about why she prefers working in this house. I mean, I could only imagine the riffraff that Guido hangs out with. So Yeah, exactly. So this is a much better deal for them. Um, so they sort of shoo Guido away. And then, oh, this is when we see the first. So um, there's a group of kids outside, like three random kids that are watching as he's fighting a man, pimp yeah, off his like property. Yeah, neighborhood kids on yeah. bikes. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. just, yeah, they see him fighting with a pimp and yeah. prostitutes yelling down from the upstairs window. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love this next scene because he's studying and Lana comes in and, and she, she sits down on his bed and she goes, Joel, do you ever get high? And he oh. goes, yeah, all the time. Right, right. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that was so funny, but just his response was great. Well, now she, that's right, because she wants to go, go for ice cream and get right. high, right? Go for yes. driving the Porsche for ice cream and get high. Yeah, and, and they kind of double date with balky yeah that's right balky and vicky come along but we don't see much of what happens between them no 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 okay. they just walk it's not like in valley girl when that creepy dude was chasing oh. that girl around the car <laughs> <That's right. laughs> chasing her at both sides right. yeah that's right but i tom cruise plays a pretty good kid who's never gotten high being high yeah yeah he, he's pretty funny when he's standing there Telling him he's really high and he has the ice cream. It's all dripping <laughs> down his hand and his arm. <laughs> and they walk in the dock and he just stares at the light as they walk yeah, by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have this little cute double date. And mm-hmm. they have he does do a really good random high guy. Um, but now they, uh, they're they talking, right? They're trying to kind of get to know yeah, each other. Yeah, I, I don't... It's a weird thing because Joel seems to just want to get to know her. Yeah, he's asking her questions as about... a person. Yeah, and like he's like, "Oh, why did you run away?" And her answer is like, "Oh, my stepdad was kind of rapey." And I'm yeah, like, yeah. "Oh my god, this is so upsetting." <laughs> She's a tough life. She's a tough right. life. It's keeps, not easy. He keeps sort of prodding and asking questions, and she doesn't want to get into all this. And, and then he wants to kind of inspire her. I think he says, like, well, why don't you go to school? Because she has a brother, right. and her brother's mm-hmm. in school, and he's like, mm-hmm. well, you should be in school, or whatever. And she gets very offended and is like, don't judge me, mm-hmm. and sort of storms off. And yes. now we know he's, you know, kind of into her, so he he kind of goes to chase her, right? But then we realize the car is not in park. No. And why it didn't roll when they were sitting on the hood, I putting don't a lot of either. weight on the front of it doesn't make yeah. sense, but yes. But now it starts to roll, and the keys are locked inside. He is freaking out. And it's a pretty funny, <laughs> this is pretty funny, too. Like, you enjoyed watching him get high. I enjoyed watching him try to chase down this car and stop it from going in the water, because he's trying to first pull it back, then he's trying to and push it's, it's, it. But it is great, because it's moving so slowly, yeah. so he does have time to run and to the front and the back think, yeah. and try and push and pull it. <laughs> Yeah. And then it gets it gets onto this rickety pier and it just mm-hmm. stops. And he it stops right and he on the stops edge. and he's like, Yes. 
Mm-hmm. Thank you, God. This is amazing. Because the whole time he's like, please stop, please stop. Don't right. don't fall in. Yeah. And he has a minute, and then the whole the whole thing goes down. Yeah, and I was like, I was watching it. I'm like, oh, they're really hanging on this for a long time. Like, yeah. this thing is going to fall. I was yeah. like, there has to be more to this movie. Because a lot of times, like, oh, he he pays for this prostitute. She leaves. Mm-hmm. Well, how's the movie going to continue? She stole an egg. He kicked right. the prostitutes out. How's it going to continue? Guido shows up. Right. Everything at this point is totally cool. How's it going to keep going? Well, his dad's million-dollar Porsche has to fall into a lake. Yep, exactly. So now now he's got to find some money to, to make this right. How long is this trip, by the way, that these uh, parents I don't are on? Know. I, at one point, they call and say they're going to be back on Saturday, but I have no idea how many weeks they've been right. gone for. Because yeah. it seems... Like a minute. But so, so it gets towed to the dealership. They take this to the dealership. I like the guy at the dealership is like, so who's the U-boat commander? That's right. They <laughs> just open it and fight. fish come flopping yeah, out. Yeah. I felt bad for the fish. I was like, oh, they're just going to die. Um, and now I'm very confused because Tom Cruise goes to school and starts reaming out some lady who just is working. I think it's the office. attendance lady, the lady in the attendance yeah. office. He is freaking out at this lady, and suddenly she's got cut. no time for his sass. She wants no. nothing to do. Mm-mm. But we suddenly then cut to his friends and are like, "He got suspended." And I'm like, "What did well, you do with he that kinda, woman?" Well, he was a little mouthy with her because he was a little. So he was late for a midterm. He or he wasn't going to make some kind of test. I don't think it was the SAT. Maybe it was. But she was counting his absence as unexcused. He was like, it is excused. You don't understand. There was a prostitute in my house. And then my dad's <laughs> car fell in a lake. And I had to get it taken care of. And that's why honest. I wasn't here. I do have an excuse. It's not an excusable. And again, the 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 woman in the office wants nothing to do with him. Won't even really even acknowledge him, and is just like, no, it's this is what it is. He grabs her face at one point. I think. Does, he? I think <laughs> that's what may have gotten him suspended because he grabs her. Well, that and, and he confessed to her that he had a prostitute. Well, like, even if it's not a confession, she's like, this kid's a lunatic. Whether it's true or not, this is his this excuse. Is the, you go to a teacher. This is when you go to that teacher and you're like, listen. Here's what happened. Because normally the teacher would be like, okay, even if you're lying, that's a pretty great excuse. Yeah, so yeah. Here you go. Just Hopefully take it it's again. like his English or creative writing class. They're like, okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't know. It's I think it's the midterm, or maybe it is because he's, like he's going to fail. He won't be able to take this test. Oh. He's going to fail if he can't get these absences excused. And she is refusing okay. to. So then he's in big trouble and he gets, yes, the friends are all meeting and he gets suspension and he's off the team, off the entrepreneurial. Junior business, what which the hell ever. He needed that as like a credit, like a some sort of credit. Like he's just screwed now. He's screwed. But um, how is he suddenly screwed? He seems like he's a responsible, good student. Yeah, but I think he's not a great student. It sounds like, like you said, his SAT scores. I think he's I in an okay. I don't know how Princeton was looking at him, but even he didn't think Princeton was going to take him seriously. It was right. sort of like a shot he was kind of okay. taking. No, um, right, so I right. think he was a mediocre student, and certain things that <laughs> he had to do yeah, okay. were going to make him better. Yeah. I know that life, I think being like a most, mediocre student. Like a lot of business majors. And a think prostitute about, throws your car. You know. Like, 
Yeah. I've been there, Tom. Murphy Brown. That's all I have to say. Mm-hmm. Summer nights. MB on the summer nights. This is when he borrows his friend's bike and he rides like crazy. Yeah, he has a plan. Oh, but this is, is it a plan? No, is this when he goes to her apartment and just cries? Just look, makes her all. Yeah, this is kind of a sweet. I guess. It is very sweet because he goes to that hotel where she lives now, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And they do. They hug for a very long time. Well, he's clearly in crisis. And he, mm-hmm. right, this is rock bottom He needs comfort. Yes. The comfort that his parents are not giving him. Yeah, exactly. The comfort <laughs> is that only this whore And she holds him. She holds him mm-hmm. and just kind of gets it, right, for him. Um, And then there's a voiceover. Another Tom Cruise voiceover comes in. Yeah. And it's talking about how they're making a plan to make money. He's got the smart friends for this. And she's got the prostitute friends for this. And if we get together, we can make the greatest whorehouse this side of Texas. This side, dead, the northern side of Texas. There you go. And it really is a cut to about a hundred prostitutes walking in the front door. Oh, of then all of a sudden house. it's just like a whore party, right? Mm-hmm. They just pile in. It and... is a great party. It looks amazing. <laughs> and is this party for only one night? Is, is yeah, that I think it's just one night long. It's like the Playboy Mansion. His house was like completely. The Playboy Mansion. And he's where. This is when he puts on the shades. Yep. And he, he plays walks this around character as though he's Hugh Hefner, as yeah. though he is just in charge of all of this. Yeah. He's Guido without the aggravating accent and receding hairline. He's a mellow Guido, and she is mm-hmm. bringing like, yeah. So they and the the the, the um, clients seem happy, and it seems Very like it's happy. a success, right? Mm-hmm. And then we have, who is that, by the way? Who's the, the Princeton interview guy? Who is that actor? He's in uh, stuff. He's Richard. His name's Richard Masser. He's in a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's usually a dad him, type, right? Yeah, you might know him. He was in The Thing. Mm-hmm. I know him as, and this is this is sort of a weird connection, a six degrees of Balky Bartokamus, let's oh, call it. Oh, all right, all um, right. He was one of the grown-up kids in Stephen King's It. Oh. One of the kids that grew up, he plays the adult version. And in that movie, he walks into the living room and his wife is watching Perfect Strangers. <laughs> this is quite the This is quite yeah, the connection. Exactly. And I don't know why I remember that so vividly of that whole stupid It miniseries. I remember that scene of That they watching. were watching the Perfect Strangers. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was to drop that little tidbit gem right here in this podcast maybe maybe it was I where mean, they just got the rights to <laughs> show perfect strangers because they're like i don't know who's watching this who's, just right? me just La- me cousin larry <laughs> cousin um, larry appleton <laughs> did he have a catchphrase um, or was just everything that dumb wasn't accent I kill a me. that's alf right i kill me as alf uh, and they did yeah. the dance of joy the dance of joy yeah, that's uh-huh. right and he had a stuffed goat that he slept yeah. with remember <laughs> Uh, and they dated flight attendants? Yeah, they did. Sisters, cousins that lived in the same apartment building. I don't know if they were sisters. One was really stupid and the other one was really yeah, smart. Yeah, one was kind of a dit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love that show so it much. And I show. love that show. I would. <laughs> you go. And I mean, love it. Yeah, I'm serious. I watch that show 
even after it was worse than it originally was. Oh, because then I it did can, take I a I watched turn. that show until it died. Well, it was a really good show. There was a great Lovely. chemistry between the two of them. Yeah. And Valky was so silly. Standing tall. I love it. I could... <laughs> Do you want to just sing the I would do it. <laughs> I sometimes hum it in the shower. I'm not even going to lie. It's very inspirational. It the really is. It's inspirational for such a silly, stupid show. I know, right? And then the rain and thunder. The wind and haze are bound for better days. Oh. <laughs> it's my life. It's my, my dream. dream. Nothing's going to stop me now. And then the, aren't they like outside of like the Cubs stadium? Oh, yeah. They're also in Chicago. Yeah. What the hell's yeah, going on they here? They're, we're making a lot of connections now. Where's that pie graph? Where's so that pie do graph? you think that this character eventually, <laughs> grows up to out of down. desperation, Put on a horrible accent, made up a country, Meepos, which doesn't Meepos, exist, yeah, Meepos. that he was from just so he could stay in some dude's apartment. Maybe. Maybe. Because he lost the junior entrepreneur's finals. His never partner got, got into kicked college. out for running a whorehouse. What are you going right. to do? Love Roger it. to Meepos. That's all. <sighs> all right. So anyway, yeah, Richard Masser shows up. Hey, let's get back to the Princeton guy. <laughs> <laughs> so Richard Masser shows up. Yeah. I, I, I'm very confused. This doesn't happen, right? Like, people from colleges don't show up at prospective students' houses? Well, that's – he comes to that. He says that he had called or let him know. But here's what I don't get. So it's clearly got to be like a Friday night that you would have a whore party, right? You're not going to have this on a Wednesday night. Maybe. I don't know. I, I don't know. His but, parents aren't there. We have no idea. Yeah, that's true. His parents are coming home on a Saturday, so it might but be maybe a Wednesday. It is, well, so, but you're right. I didn't know that the Princeton, that they would come and interview you happen. for the college right there. Just come to your house. And they would stand there while clearly you're having a party. This isn't like college football recruitment. No. Like they're not going to do this. Or maybe it does happen, but they're not going to go halfway across the country to a extremely mediocre student <laughs> who <laughs> applied to a college way out of his league. Right, right. They're just going to send a form letter that says, sorry, your SAT scores are pretty terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not even going to consider you. Well, maybe this is a dream sequence. Maybe. There's a good chance this whole movie is a dream sequel. <laughs> that that might be the answer to a lot of your questions right there. So, yeah. So, Richard Master comes in and they talk and they're constantly being interrupted. Oh, my God. Lana. This is like, hilarious how they keep – so, she she keeps coming in. Lana keeps coming in first with a prospective couple, right, who need to use the room. Yep. And though the joint is so jumping – as you could say. She has to pull out a cot. Yeah. Every room is taken. They need a <laughs> space. They need a bed. A <laughs> so she unfolds. This is classy sex we're having, by the way. This isn't like in the back oh. of your bathroom. You know what I mean? This is like we're laying well, out the cot. Right. Well, okay. Here's the thing about that. These are high school kids. What the hell do they care? But they, this is why. They're paying for it, though. You pay right. for luxury. You know what um, I mean? Oh, you're saying instead of a bathtub, a cot is like a huge upgrade? Yeah. 
I thought you were saying Akkad's kind of shitty, so... Well, no, should... no, I'm saying, like, they're not, like, this is not just, like, oh, come on, there's horse here, they'll do anything anywhere. It's oh. like, no, we've got to lay out the cot, well, we've got to make it a nice, listen, you know? Tom Cruise takes care of his That's girls. just if it. there's one thing he does... But he is trying to shoo them away. He's wearing the sunglasses, right, the whole time, or does he put them on when he? He puts them on at the end yeah. when he's like, "I guess I'm going to Illinois State." Yeah, is that yeah, a real yeah. College? yeah. I don't know, but um, yeah. So Richard Masser is unimpressed with this. He gives the Princeton interviewer guy the "what the fuck" right, speech, right, exactly. Right? Yeah. And he's not going to Princeton anyway. This is the biggest in a movie full of things that would never happen. Tom Cruise with that SAT score <laughs> is not going to Princeton. I don't know why I'm so hung up. I guess I'm upset because, because I Because you got the similar score, didn't I you? I got the similar score. I didn't even apply to Princeton. I was like, you they could have. They would have came me. to your house. They I'm would've... within driving distance of Princeton. I could go there. I mean. All right. So Richard Master says basically, nah, I don't think you're Princeton material. Right. Tom Cruise gets up in his first and only arrogant like scene in the movie yeah like, yeah come on let's go i got my sunglasses on I'm now the i'm the man right town. he kind of becomes confident after that like but in he becomes his, like, confident for like two seconds because the next scene he's playing with model trains yeah. and seems really depressed yeah, but that gets creepy so uh oh yeah does it get creepy <laughs> she says have you ever had sex on a real train? And I'm like, what is? What do you mean a real train? What, what other kind of trains are out there? <laughs> Not on your model set, I guess. Like maybe they, <laughs> I've known now. Oh, maybe they had sex on that train set. Mm-hmm. I guess maybe that's what she's talking about. All right, that makes sense. She's referencing their events from earlier. Well, no, he is kind of depressed because isn't he sort of taking in that he's not going to be the mm-hmm. Princeton? Because then his parents call, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. His parents call and a prostitute answers the phone. That's right. And he's like, no, it's just some friends hanging out. I think this is the other famous scene from the movie. Do you, did you, have you heard about this? No, I didn't. No, this was all Mm -hmm. new to you? Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. I did, I did either, I don't know if it's, remember seeing it because I didn't see any of this movie. Right. Kind of like him dancing in his underwear, I feel like maybe it, it, it made the rounds on like BH1's steamiest sex oh, scenes right, ever, right, or right. something like that. I, yeah. I, it felt familiar to me. Maybe it's because of all the times I had sex on the train. <laughs> I was going to say, it's all your train sex. You're like, oh, right. That's, I like how, so so yeah, they get the on the trains train. trains that I've taken, well, actually, they're on... They're on Chicago trains, which it didn't look that. I was going to say, I've only been on New Jersey Transit, and that is a terrible place. <laughs> You're not wanting to have sex there. You're going to pick up more diseases just from being, but yeah. But in the middle of Chicago, which I assume is worse than getting on a train in, well, Princeton. That drops you off. <laughs> New Jersey Transit drops you off there. True, true. Well, and then we come to find out it's kind of a distraction, yeah, I right? Think Later on, know. it's a trick. Right. We find out. But, okay. well, so, wait, I do like how when they're, uh, when they're leading up to it, there's obviously, uh-huh. there's the people on the train at first, and people slowly get off, except for the creepy <laughs> homeless man who watches them, like, creepily, like, kind of rub on each other, and then, so they drop him off. He's, like, they just... He's, he's, he's like, passed out drunk. Yeah, and yeah. And Tom Cruise drags him off the train and just, like, props him up on a right. bench or something and then and runs back then they in. go yeah. and have their escapade, which I guess yeah. I could see where it would be sort of a famous saucy scene because it mm-hmm. is a... It's a saucy little scene there. It's a little, yeah, like... Yeah, it's... 
it's better than his sex scene with uh, Kelly McGillis in oh, Top Gun. Oh, well, this I would is say. true. That's true. So, yeah, I mean, that's for us. That's all we have to compare it right, to. Right, right. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, there's also the animated fish. <laughs> what are you talking from Xanadu? Wait. So you're saying those are the only sex scenes we've seen? Through this, you might be right. Most of the movie, most of the movies we watch are not like this. The next day, it, it is a real fun scene. I love him counting the money. He's just walking around counting. Oh, they made a lot of money. They made stacks a lot of, of money cash, and he party. walks by his living room, yeah. which is totally empty. Yeah, everything's gone. He it's does a nice gone. little double take. It's yeah. it's pretty funny. Yeah, and he calls Lana in a panic. Yeah, he calls her apartment. Hotel room, whatever. The place she's Wherever staying. Wherever she's staying, yeah. but I thought she was... I guess his place was just a house of prostitution for one night? Oh, maybe it was more than one night. Because I, I thought he know. got enough money to just get that, his dad's car fixed. But it was fixed. weird, because I, I thought it kept cutting back and forth between his house and he recruiting kids. But maybe that was all during the same night. Right. He calls Lana, but Guido answers. Mm-hmm. And he, and I love how Guido keeps hanging up on him. Like anytime he gets aggressive, he just hangs yeah, up yeah. On him. Guido's so like, "Are we gonna play this game?" Yeah. Right. Also, at the same time, so so he does find out that Guido stole all of his stuff in the whole house, which doesn't seem right. Like where everything he just took everything like, into a moving he, truck. Yeah, where was he when he was counting the money? Like, did he just get home that morning? Did they um, ride trains all night? Well, you meant. I think you meant to think that. That she uh, tricked him to do the train for through the night so that Guido could get in there. Night, I guess that was. Well, think about they had to ride the train till people were gone. Where did he get the money? Did somebody just like leave it on the kitchen table for him? I guess it was in the mailbox. Like as soon as he walked in the front door, he's like, "I'm going to count my money," and then he walked through and he was like, "Oh wait." Or maybe, I don't know, but you're right. It's a very weird, like, how is the house empty, but you have the money and you didn't realize people were taking in all your stuff. Because they took everything, right? Or at least all the debt. Well, no, because they have mom's clothes and stuff like that. He has to buy back his mom's clothes. Um, So that's where this goes. Guido shows up in a moving van, Mm -hmm. moving truck. It's filled with his family's furniture, and he sells it back to him for the money that he made that night. Yes. All right. Which later we find out it's $8,000 that he made in one oh, night. Oh, I didn't know that oh, was the he night. Does, he but. does make it a point to say, I made $8,000 in one night. So it was literally one night. Wow. And it's kind of Guido and Vicky who do this. Like yeah. Vicky shows up there and they mm-hmm. sell all his stuff back to him. They finally sell him the egg. She throws it, yeah. It's like a great slow motion diving yep. scene. Because he's like, no, no. He's bought right. literally bought every, every mm-hmm. piece of yeah. everything back. And now... I think he has an hour, like his parents are arriving at the airport. At the same time, we keep cutting back to his parents at mm-hmm. the airport because he's supposed to be there to pick them up. They have to get a cab right. and everything like that. He and Balky put everything back, set the house The whole up. house. Jamie, you and I have moved in the past. Mm-hmm. We have mm-hmm. moved furniture into a house, mm-hmm. and that is not something you do in not an quickly. hour no. or two hours. Nope. And especially, to make it look exactly the way. Well, yeah. that's why I, I mean, it's Especially a, when there's only two people yeah, doing this. Yeah, just the two 
They should open up. If he, if the whole whorehouse thing doesn't work, they should open up a moving company. They should. Because they are brilliant. And that's the thing. So when his mom is a jerk about the egg, like, oh, my egg has a scratch. You're like, do you know he just reset up this entire house Mm -hmm. with his entrepreneur friend, you lunatic? And he kind of, like, his expression is pretty good, too, because he's kind of laughing it off and smiling at it, too. Because he knows what he did. What he had to do, what the whole thing is. Yeah, like, you're worried about a crack in an egg, mom. And that is what happens. His parents come home. They mm-hmm. kind of bitch him out for not going to the airport. His mom is a horrible person. His mom is terrible, which I yeah. I kind of felt bad. I was like, oh, why why couldn't they but make then, her redeem herself the way his dad does? Right. Like, because then he goes outside to again do more chores, I guess. He's out in the shed. Yeah, and, yeah. And the door closes, so it reveals his dad standing there. And his dad's like, is there something you didn't tell me, son? Oh, that's right. That's right. And the wheels are turning in Tom Cruise's brain, trying to think of maybe he hung his dad's ties up wrong or something like that. But he said that somebody from Princeton called, and they said that there's a good chance you're going to make it. They need somebody like you there. And what is his dad's advice that he always tells him? His dad always tells him. What the heck? Oh, yeah. Instead of what Which, the, mm-hmm. it's a nice little callback to say, oh, your dad's kind of a cool guy, yeah. but your mom is the worst yeah. human being. Well, that's why. He searches for the loving arms of a prostitute, because his mama doesn't love him. His mama's worried about her egg more than her. Like, she didn't. She really wasn't like, were you okay? Do you know how to eat a frozen dinner? That Because I don't think you do. You look thin. (laughs) He clearly does not know how to eat a frozen dinner, which is alarming for a guy that's going to Princeton. Yeah. Yeah. No. And she could care less. She is worried about her egg. She's Mm -hmm. very, I like how when she's so mad about her egg, she's really like, I am so disappointed in you. (laughs) With the egg, with the crack in it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, he has, she has no idea. That, Meanwhile, um, those sheets are filthy. Soiled. soiled with lots of, lots of prostitute shit. Just love, I guess. Just prostitute love. love. That's right. Yep. There Make sure it. to watch your language on this podcast. <laughs> it's it's the the very end of the movie. He's oh, having yeah. lunch in with Lana. Oh, another another fancy. Oh yeah, meal uh-huh. where. There's cantaloupe cut. Right, right, right. I'm really obsessed with that. Um, you like well-cut cantaloupe, I noted. Yeah. and <laughs> It ups the ante for you. If you're like, this joint's classy. They cut up their cantaloupe all fancy. <laughs> like, ooh, and they have Murphy Brown on TV. <laughs> I'm totally into this. Dreams do come true. So they kind of talk, and she's like, I think we're going to be the, the most superhuman beings ever. We all have... We have great futures ahead of us. Da, right. da, da, da. Um, the only real significant thing to come of this is he asks her if the train ride was a decoy. And she pauses. For the longest yeah. time. That's how you know you're like, no. oh, wait. Yeah. And and you know somebody's lying when they say no, and then immediately say, you don't believe me, do you? <laughs> no, you don't turn that back on him. You're lying. You're a liar. You were totally in liar. on that. Yeah. That was your plan with Guido from the start, right? Yep. Well, Is that how you saw this? That's how I saw it, yeah. Okay. All right. But okay. he still it doesn't stop him from knowing. Now, he's going to no. major in business at Princeton. 
Sure, why and not? he's gonna have a career. Joel Goodsman. Goodson? Goodson. Human fulfillment. <laughs> it's dumb. His voiceover at the end is really dumb. Like it's I, uninspired. I was very upset with the end of this movie. I really was. Like I, I thought that What else did you want? I don't know. I, I I feel like I just wanted those two to never see each other again. And well, I don't think it. they are. I don't I, think no, they no, are. No, no, no. I mean, not even to meet up or something like oh, that. Oh, you didn't like, want them to like, even have that? I would have loved for him to, because the other thing that makes no sense is during their conversation, they keep cutting back to this business entrepreneur's debate or forum or mm-hmm. presentation. Like, I wanted him to run in and, like, just take the podium and be like, you think your business entrepreneur? Oh, right. This yeah, is what yeah. I did. Look I mean, what I'm doing. Right. In one night, blah, 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 blah. Like, you, I, that would have been so Yeah, nice. but that wasn't this movie. That wasn't this movie. But because she that's... gave him the confidence to do that. Well, right? she should have. Yeah. But I think that's why he was like a meh kind of guy in the whole. So he didn't really change at all, right? This experience didn't change him. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm bummed out then. Oh, All right. Sorry. Anyway, that's the end of the movie. And that's it. And that's how it ends. And that's how Risky Business wraps up. The very famous movie yeah, that we've never seen before yeah. ends. So, Jamie, what did you think of this movie? Would you recommend it? Did you enjoy the watch? Um, I guess I wouldn't say that it's. I like hated or dreaded or the watch was painful in any way. And it certainly didn't like feel there's some movies that we watched that feel draggy. I wouldn't say that's how it felt, Uh, but I wouldn't say necessarily that I enjoyed it. Okay. Um, I tried to think of the better word because it's not that like I hated it or like I said, I was, it just was not my jam. Um, I would recommend it to a certain audience or certain like, would that audience be a Tom Cruise <laughs> fan? But they probably would have already seen it, or somebody. If you love Tom Cruise but haven't seen any Tom Cruise movies, yeah. start with this one or put this out. one in your repertoire. I don't know. Start with Top Gun and maybe work your way around. I don't know. I mean, I would say I didn't love it either, but I did like it. I, I okay. did. And, would you and recommend I think, it? Uh, probably. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and and I think it was because. It wasn't what I expected. I I really expected so then, a a silly teen sex comedy. See, I think that's what I wanted. Okay, all right. That's what I, I thought this was going to be. Like, yeah, and I probably would have been okay with that, but I don't know. I found myself enjoying more of this movie than I disliked. Like I said, well, I didn't like good. the end at all. I didn't okay. like the end at all, but transvestite chess up like that was so great no there was definitely like i said i did not enjoy no no no. right right um but i think as a whole i enjoyed this because it was a weird it was a weird coming of age movie yeah um in that most of them are extremely telegraphed or we kind of see everything coming this was sort of a surprise yeah um it's ridiculous Mm -hmm. that a pimp and a prostitute would be in the suburbs fighting over some teenager's house like, yeah 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 so weird but if you get beyond that it was an enjoyable it's watch fun. i, I right. liked it so all right what do you recommend i'm going to recommend a movie uh another 80s movie called eating raul oh uh i don't know if you've ever heard of it but uh-huh. i recommend it because it's a movie about a couple a husband and wife mm-hmm. and to make money 
they decide to pimp out the wife through ah. ads in the paper. Um, but their plan is to then murder the men and then rob Ooh. them when they come to have sex with the wife. And it's very funny. Like, it's all played for laughs. And well, every yeah. guy has, like, a weird fetish and everything. And it's it's comedic. It's interesting. It's such a low sort of budget movie. But just the the ads in the paper made me think of this movie. Okay. So that's why I'm recommending it. It's good. I like so, it. I yeah. like it. All right. What about you? Uh, I, the Hand That Rocks the Cradle. I, I really like that it's movie. Amazing. It's an amazing movie. <laughs> I'm so sad that it was made in the 90s because I would love I know. to do that I movie. I know. Okay. All right. So here we go. Let's uh, choose the, um, uh, what are we choosing? The horror movie. Oh, yeah, the horror movie. Watching? Just the, the first, first one? one? Okay. It's the first one. Mm-hmm. And it is Night of the Comet. Night of the Comet. From 1984. This was suggested to us by somebody named Kate H. KDH or K. On, I think this came through Facebook, not Twitter. Most of ours came through Twitter. Okay. I don't know if you know the movie. Do you know the movie? No, don't. No? Oh, well then. Do you? are in for, oh, I know it. Oh. I know it. I've, I've seen. Some people did uh, sort of tweet at us and they were like, I want to recommend a horror movie that you, this is my impression of our listeners, um, <laughs> that you haven't seen before. Uh, what, and. And I'm I'm very honest with people, and I'm like, listen, if you're going to try and recommend a horror movie that I haven't seen, that might be difficult. I know that you haven't seen a lot, no. So most of these might be new to you, sure. But for but you, I think it'll be very difficult for people to find stuff that I've never seen before. Now I haven't seen this since I was probably in middle school. Okay, okay. Um, but it's a movie about a comet passes by Earth and turns everyone into red dust. Oh. Except for people that were inside of, like, places that were coated in lead. I could be getting this all wrong. Wow. They're survivors. But then if you were, I don't know, but some people turn into zombies for some reason. I wondered, is there zombies in the night of the comet? Okay. No, and it's about a girl and her sister. And I think her sister runs around a cheerleader's outfit the entire movie. Oh. Um, Yeah, and it's just about about them trying to traverse this now – dead planet oh so i'm looking forward to it me too that will be in two weeks the first of our two horror movies Mm -hmm. in october so everybody please tune in then do we do anything else at the end of this podcast uh no i think we just say thank you right oh thank you everyone for listening especially our listeners in ghana we praise ghana we praise and worship ghana at the end of every Uh, podcast. (laughs) Everybody, we will talk to you again in two weeks when we're watching horror movies and having loads of fun. With $4 hot chocolate. Alright everybody, we'll talk to you then. Bye. Ciao.